0: good morning really good to see you morning to everyone online um, so it's my privilege today to to uh, bring God's word to you we've uh, we've been through a, a great journey through the the gospel of Mark and in that time we've uh, had uh, some amazing amazing preachers amazing sermons some uh, some lovely uh, uh, Glimpses of of Jesus Christ through all that, and uh, we've learned a lot about about God, about ourselves, even. And so, it's my honour, really, and my privilege today to to continue this journey with you. Uh, and in those months, uh, as you know, we've gone through lockdown, and and we've but we've journeyed that together, and uh, we've been able to. Uh, encourage one another and I, I think that's that's the most important thing and then we've been able to keep each other and bless each other and uh, and trust god that, that god has a plan and a purpose for our lives so no matter what he's still lord and he's still on on the throne yeah so the first thing i want to do today is uh, basically tell you the end from the beginning i'm going to i'm going to tell you where we're going uh, so you can prepare your hearts so if you're watching online uh, and uh, even if you're maybe watching this uh, as a recording um, or in this room, uh, where we're going today is at the end of, of my preach. I want to pray a prayer with you, and for those who have never received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity to to do that, to, to press in deeper into God, uh, and to, to receive all that God has for you. Uh, and so... I'm telling you that right from the outset. So that's where we're heading with this, um, and we uh, we are in the uh, the Gospel of Mark, uh, verse twelve. Uh, we've heard we had last week a, a great sermon from Ed. Is Ed here today? Oh, oh. <laughs> great sermon from Ed with uh, about the resurrection and some of the. Uh, Sadducees came to to uh, Jesus and tried to catch him out uh, by giving him this uh, st- uh, story about a woman who was who was married for with seven different men, and each one died and left her with no children uh, really poor. I was really upset to hear about that and um, but um, jesus and they were trying to prove that there was no resurrection, basically because they frankly they didn 't believe. In the resurrection, um, uh, but Jesus was able to prove that God is not the God is not the God of the dead, but of the living, and uh, and He basically said, "You're wrong," you know. <laughs> so um, we are in the Gospel of Mark. Uh, where are we? Yeah. So. This is, this is basically a Pharisee who's come, not a Pharisee, a teacher of the law who's come to Jesus, and uh, he wants to know uh, what is the greatest commandment. So he's asking Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And, and I think genuinely he wants to know. I mean, it could be another trap, because they've tried to trap him all through the Gospels. But I think genuinely he wants to know. Um, And we start from, if you've got your Bibles, you can uh, read with me. Uh, We're in uh, chapter 12, and we start from verse 28. And it says, One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. He was talking to the Sadducees. Uh, Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments... Which is the most important? The most important one, the first, Jesus answered, is this Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, the teacher. Uh, Well said, teacher, the, the, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no one but Him. To love Him with all your heart and your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Now, the scribe hadn't asked uh, about a second commandment, he only asked about the first. Uh, but Jesus added that. Uh, because it completes the meaning of the first. He showed that our, our, our love for other people reveals how much we love God. You, you, you can't separate the two. The first actually guarantees the second. And you can't separate them. Uh, John puts it in this way. If we say we love God but hate our fellow believers... That person is a liar. For if we can't love people that we see, how can we love people? How can we love uh, God that we don't see? So God is telling us that, that to love him is to love one another. And that, and that the two go together. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the film... Uh, from Tom Hanks. Uh, it's a new film. It's it's called uh, a, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Have you ever seen that? I love that film. He's, he's, he portrays, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Just just get it on, I don't know if it's on DVD or whatever, but get it and, and watch it. It's, it's really good. Yeah, we'll have that clip in a minute, yeah. So, uh, um, it, there's, one, there's a few, there's a couple of scenes I really love. I, I love the whole film, but there's a couple of f- scenes that really made an impression on me. Uh, and the first scene is, uh, I'll just speak this one, but I have got a clip for the second scene, uh, where uh, Lloyd Volga, Vo- Lloyd is is uh, is the um, the journalist is trying to do an interview with uh, Mr. Rogers, and he. He's been assigned Mr. Rogers as, as to make an article about him. So he rings him on the phone to arrange the meeting. And while he's on the phone, he apologizes to, to uh, Mr. Rogers. And he says, oh, I'm really sorry to disturb you. Uh, and Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers says, do you know what is the most important thing to me right now? and and lloyd goes no and he says i'm talking to you so right now you are the most important person to me our conversation is the most important thing to me right now wow i love that he's so engaged in the person that he's speaking to they're the most important person to Him, and that's how we should be with one another. That's how God is with us. We are the most important. I am, you are. When you're speaking to God, He gives you His full attention, and that's how we need to be with other people. We need to give them our full attention. Uh, I'm gonna play the other scene as well. This is this is a scene where uh, where. Uh, Lloyd meets Mr. Rogers for the very first time. Can we play that? Action. Do you know what this is? It's Lloyd. Lloyd. Hold, please. We can't fire him, can we? Hello, Lord. Oh, it's nice to meet you. What? Are you all right? Play at the plate. Oh, I see that looks like it hurts. Uh, let's chat afterwards. We Maybe need to We moving. could have Evan take a, take a look at him. No, I'm I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm sorry, Fred. Yeah. It's me too. All right. All right. And, uh, <laughs> it's wonderful to meet you. So glad you're here, Lord. I'm looking forward to to talking with you. I uh, truly am. After this. Everyone, th- th- this is Lloyd Vogel. He is a wonderful writer. Wow. Thank you, Fred. Okay, Reese. So, that's, that's wonderful. I mean, that's, that's just wonderful. He's about to take a seat. He's about to... He's, about to... he's actually in the middle of filming, and he sees Lloyd. And he stops everything. He stops everything to go and say hello. And just say, oh, it's so wonderful to see you. He's so present. And that's how God is with us. It actually reminds me of when I I, I, I first became a Christian. I was in a, a worship service. And, and then God gave me a vision. And I was standing in a room with uh, by myself here. But in the foreground, there was... Loads of different people, uh, all talking to one person, and he had his back to me. And in that vision, I saw them just laughing and joking and and having fun with this one person. They were having a great conversation. And as I walked into the room in this vision, this person stopped them all and said, wait a minute, hold on a second. And he, he turned around, and I recognized him as Jesus and he said, oh, John, it's so good to see you. And he came up to me and, and, and put his arms around me. Um, and this was a vision that I was having in the middle of a worship service. And that is how God is with us. We are the most important person to him. And, that's, uh, and I, love that. I love that movie. I would, I would definitely recommend it for, to you. You know, you know, there's a lot of lonely people out there. We, are, we, as we said, we're going to go to another lockdown. There's people isolating. There's people who are, are fearful. And we as believers need to connect. No matter what is, we're going through at this time, no matter what, how, whatever the government is telling us to do, we need to connect somehow with these people. Whether it's a text, whether it's just to say, I've been thinking about you how are you? Just, just give people that time. And if you're, if you're able, just, just stand at their door and meet with them. I don't know how, how, what, what we're allowed to do, but we, in this time, we need to connect with people. Make sure that we leave no one behind. No one's allowed to be left behind. And, and in, this, in this time, we're some really lonely people out there. And, and, and God wants us to to love our neighbor as ourselves, you know? You know, God is not in a hurry. He's not actually in a hurry. Have you ever seen in the Bible where he's, he's running around? I've never seen God run, have you? He, he actually walks everywhere. If you see that, he walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. He said, come, walk with me, let's talk. God is not in a hurry, you know? And we shouldn't be either. We should give people our time. And that's so precious. You give people your time. That is so precious. You show how much you love people by giving them your time. So um, Jesus... Tells us that we should love our neighbor as ourselves. And uh, actually, another quote from Mr. Rogers I've got here as well. Mr. Rogers, the actual real uh, man, because he's actually a real man. He was a real man. Um, This is a quote from him, and he says, You can't really love someone else unless you really love yourself first. So Jesus is is telling us to to love our neighbor as ourselves. Uh, But what if we don't love ourselves? What then? Loving our neighbor as ourselves is clearly part of the Christian faith. We know that. We understand that. But um, what happens if we don't love ourselves? The qualifier is... Loving yourself. C.S. Lewis puts it this way that to love your neighbor, he said, this is a quote from him, to love your neighbor as yourself is a horrible command if the self is simply to be hated. The difficult truth we all face and must admit is the way we treat our own hearts. We will eventually start to treat other people's. Most of the time, we are completely unaware of how we treat our own hearts. We, we push ourselves too hard, you know? We don't give ourselves time. We, we badmouth ourselves. We condemn ourselves. We, we, we call ourselves stupid sometimes because we've made some little mistake. And that's how we treat our own hearts. The Greek word for um, neighbor in this verse is simply called near. It's simply close. That's how it's translated. And uh, the truth is, we are the closest person to us. That, that call to love our neighbor is also to love ourselves and if we if we start to love ourselves then we can ultimately love those around us so the fact remains that the way we treat our own heart we will eventually treat others so what what do we do about it we need to, to start to see ourselves in the way God sees us. You know, you are precious people. You are a, a people belonging to God. You, you have pre, been predestined for you. He, he knew you before you were born. That's what we're told about ourselves, that he loved us before the creation of the world. And some of you may be listening to this and thinking, really, is that true? Does he love me that much? He does. He sent his only son to die for you. He gave his only begotten, his only son to die for you. That's how much he loves you. So we need to start to to see how how wonderful he sees us. Uh, In Ephesians it says, For the love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he also has for us. Wow. And it goes on to say that we have become a poem, a created people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us to join us to Jesus, the anointed one. That beautiful word there that that in Greek that, that some translations Uh, translate uh, as workmanship, is actually the word poetry. And God speaks a poem over us. We are his poetry. That's what we're told. That's what the the actual Greek words, it means poem. We are his poem. Zephaniah, is that how you pronounce it? Zephaniah says that he sings over us. He sings over us. That's how much God loves you. That He values us that much. He values us that much. We need to start seeing ourselves through the eyes of our loving Father. So we can love other people. We need to start valuing one another in that way as well. That's how he sees you. So I value you. So we value one another. We are his, you are his poem. The Shema, hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is one. Jesus would have been very familiar with that, that text. It was a prayer that they, they prayed in the synagogues uh, every, every morning and every evening. So he would have known that. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is one. And it's, in, it's the first two words in that section of the Torah. So that's why they've named that section the Shema. Shema, O Israel, hear, O Israel. And Jesus would have been fully aware that that prayer was about him and his father. He would have been fully aware of that. That Jesus is one with the Father. He is the I am. He is the, he is the monogene. mono as they say in Greek. He is the monogene, the one, the I am. And he would have been... So when Jesus uh, said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, this is the first command. What he was really saying was, you need to give me the first. You need to give me, you need to love the Lord your God and give me all of you. Every part of you. Hold nothing back. So what I'm saying today is that we need to surrender every part of our lives to God. We, uh, I gave my life to Jesus um, 31 years ago. Yeah, I know, you look shocked, don't you? I, I, I don't look that old, no. <laughs> yeah, how, how 27 years old, how can you do that? But I, my born-again experience was, was total. I was totally sold out for God. I, I, I gave him everything my whole life. I chose, that was my, I, I didn't see any other, other way. I was, at the time, I had a business with uh, my cousins who weren't believers, and they were shocked that I'd given my life to Jesus. And they would try and persuade me not to, to do this. They said, oh, it could be a cult. Be careful. And I, I, was, and I was like, no, no, this is, this is awesome. I love God. And they were like, no, no, I think you're going over the top, John. <laughs> And I and I had to. I mean, that business because one of my cousins wasn't uh, going by the books in everything. <laughs> it, they, I think they were concerned that now having a Christian in the company, <laughs> things were going to go too too much like the going by the books. And I I, but anyway, God well gave me the option to, to come out of that business and, and we parted ways. They continued, uh, he, actually he went and became a, a driving instructor, I became a, uh, a carpenter at the time. Uh, I was also in a relationship uh, um, before I became a Christian uh, for four years, I was with this girl and I, uh, we just, once I became a Christian, we just didn't see the same things. As important, um, and I chose to to give that up as well. I, I gave everything. I, I I chose to to surrender my whole life to Jesus. That was that was the most important thing for me. Um, so uh, this journey that I've been on, I, I I've uh, I've seen God work in my life, and He's He's actually orchestrated every step. I just realized after. After being, after being a Christian for a while, I just realized that every step I took was orchestrated by God. He led me to that point. He led me to that place. And, and somehow he made a way for me to get to a place where I would give my life to him and surrender my life to him. And, and you, you could be listening to this online now or even in this room and, 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 and you're thinking, wow, yeah, yeah. I've, God has orchestrated my, my life. He's taken, make, led me every step. Or you may think, well, it's just a coincidence. But let me tell you that, that the reason you're listening to this preach right now, the reason that you, are, that you are listening to this, maybe even a recording, is because God has led you to this point. He wants so much to have a, a personal relationship with you. He loves you. You are his poetry. So it says that we love God because he first loved us. And uh, I don't want to prolong it anymore. I want to get to the end of of my sermon. I want to get to the point where I first said that we're going because that's the most important thing to me and i i want to pray a prayer with you guys and 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 if you're listening to this online if you've never given your life to jesus for the first time i'd love i'd love to pray a prayer with you and i and i uh and even if you want to recommit your life to god and and you want to just push in for more of what god has for you i encourage you just we we're, we're praying together we're all praying together so there's no one embarrassed yeah how's that yeah So can we all stand together and we'll pray a prayer together? And if you're uh, online, just stand up and pray in in your room, wherever you are. So uh, just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, say it loud. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you now to be restored in you, renewed in you to receive your life and your love and all the grace and mercy I so desperately need this day. I honor you as my Lord and I surrender every aspect and dimension of my life to you. I believe you died on the cross for me to save me, to ransom me, to rescue me. I believe you rose from the dead. And now I have new life in you. Forgive me of every part, everything of my past. Anything I've done against you or other people. I turn from that. And I turn to you, Jesus. Come into my life and make me in you. Amen. Thank you. You can see it. sit down. So if you've prayed that prayer for the very first time, I encourage you. Uh, we we, we want to take this journey with you. We want to walk this journey with you. We want to encourage you. So uh, even in this room, if you've played, prayed that for the very first time or you've recommitted your life to God, then please come to the leadership team. We want to just pray with you and, and just take you on the journey. And, and online, if you've, if you've done that for the first time, please get in touch. We just want to walk this journey with you in some way. Amen.